Hey everyone, this is Rich Ramon and you're listening to Still Talking With. Yeah. Greetings, my friends. This is the brain of TV's Pinky in the Brain. Yes, and my, my uh, human avatar, Maurice LaMarche. Hi, it's Chris Poland, and you're listening to Still Talking With. Hey, this is Eric Roland, voice of Kendo Rapa on My Hero Academia and host of the Tough Love Podcast. You're listening to Still Talking With on the Dorkening Podcast Network. My crew is ready to obtain the absolution. Well, hey, it's Wednesday, and uh, you're always expecting Leo. I know you are, but uh, unfortunately, he's under the weather again, so I get to screw everything up again tonight. And uh, as always with me, Mr. Jeffrey. Happy Wednesday. It's Wednesday, right? Yes, yeah, the 5th of July. We had the 4th of July yesterday. I'm glad that shit's over. That right? Bang, it freaking rained. Oh, yeah. It yeah, poured. It poured here. I don't know about where you guys were, but holy hell did it pour here. It wasn't much right. fun. I couldn't even cook a hamburger on the grill. I was so bummed out. So should should I uh, should I throw it at the, the co-host that we have tonight? Oh, of course. That's why he's oh, here. Oh, okay. And joining us as usual when Leo is not... Jaja. Yay! It's me! <laughs> Oh my God! It's like I just saw you guys. I feel like like a few days ago. I know. So nice. It's almost <laughs> like you're becoming family or some shit. Oh Christ! Yeah, you know, people use that word, and then all of a sudden they kick me away. I'm like, that's exactly like family. <laughs> oh well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to send you my Christmas list. Oh. <laughs> well. So. Um, I it... thought the term was coattailers. Well, that's it too. Yeah, coattailers. Okay. <laughs> but we're not here to talk. About- <laughs> we're not here to talk about us tonight, Jeremy. I'm going to throw you to the wolves. I'm going to let I you introduce our amazing way. guest. I am like really kind I'm of. I'm going to keep it short and sweet tonight. Okay. So welcome to the podcast. The still talking with director Scott Lever and actress extraordinaire because she does way more than just acts. Adrian Cress. Yeah, hey guys, I and he does show. It's more than directs too. I, I just don't know all of that stuff yet. <laughs> well, he's a director, actor, and writer. Mm. Yes, true. So there's three titles there. Just so <laughs> and, and 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 producer as well. Uh, and, and producer. producer. Yep. He's also yeah. a screenwriter, and we we're kind of tedious. It's just too much. It's just pick a lane, like serious. Right, right. Well, you got to update your IMDb because it only has the three right now. So you need to put some more yeah. stuff up there. Stop. Internet. Yeah. That's where we're like stalking you. We get the whole spiel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, welcome, welcome to the show. Um, thank like you. I said, thank you for having us. No, well, thank you for making an amazing film. Yeah. <laughs> That's very kind of you. You're welcome. I, enjoy, I don't know. You know, I, I'm still in the middle of enjoying it, but I'm enjoying it. Like that's. I did enjoy it. You know, I said I watched. I watched it. This you afternoon. got it all in. Yeah, I got it all Damn in. You, it Jeff. was um. Well, hey, you know, somebody's got to do their work here. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Gold and as, as always, I only got like a little tiny piece of it because, you know. They kept me slaving to the grind. I couldn't do Trust anything. Us, it's amazing. You know, yeah. Just- oh, oh, I, oh, I plan on watching and it. I'm taking a week off. 
no, not no, biased no. at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I have an idea before we even get into discussing the film. Can we see the trailer so that people can at oh, least have an idea of what we're talking about? Yeah. Oh, we absolutely can. So as I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, let's see, let's see. Eeny, meeny, miny. We're going to throw Scott to the wolf. Ah! <laughs> so uh, real quick, give the viewers an idea of what this film is about and bring the trailer in and when you when you say go i'll push the button okay let's do it um so we've got a washed up boxer searching for his inheritance who must fight for his life when he is trapped in his deceased father's farmhouse by a local cannibal cult wow and here's the trailer folks hello hello Jack, are you there? We can't leave until I find the money. You haven't found the safe yet? Not yet. Looks like half the town is looking for you. I've never seen anything like this before. Who is in my house? Your dad gave me keys. I didn't break in. Your dad, he told me that if anything weird happened in town, that I was supposed to come here and hide. Bizarre. You're afraid of the dark, Ben? Why are you doing this? <laughs> I promise you haven't seen anything yet. Something demonic is going on. We're gonna finish what we started. <laughs> All righty then. So I, I, the first thing I want to say about this is the uh, I love the use of the light. Thank you so much. That you was know, I really it really really made an impression while watching this movie. You know, I agree. Just the way it was done. You know what I mean? I mean, why some guys walking around with a little stupid flashlight? I'll never understand personally. But you know, um, <laughs> it was it was just it was really cool. It kept it really like uh, freaky in a lot of situations and I really like same that. with the the music like very like from beginning to end well almost the end like <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it definitely gets I think I was more terrified with the music than than like the the jump scares like there were a couple of jump scares the 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 uh harpoon hook thing whatever that one caught me off guard nice. <laughs> but, uh, the music's very good in it keeps you in the movie thank you yeah i uh we were very lucky to have an amazing composer simon passmore we had over like especially it's quite an honor for you know we're quite a small indie movie and so we had over 400 composers apply for the job to compose for, wow. the, for the movie and we ended up finding simon uh who is actually based in the uk and he just his work was so great and we'd approached him because we were so inspired by the music in the shining because it's just so interesting and upsetting and scary and it's almost more of noise than music 
and it's just atmosphere. And so we gave it to him and he just sort of went with it. And that's what uh, he came up with. And we were just so happy and lucky. Um, and he's, I mean, he's been a dream to work with. It's really weird to work with because we're in, we're in Canada uh, in, in Toronto. So we've got about a five hour time difference. I could he, tell by one of the actors' uh, accents. I was <laughs> like, oh, they're Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I'm just so, we're all just so polite in the movie. Too. Um, oh, yeah. But the, uh, yeah, but he, so, so working with him was almost like working like in the future and in the past, like we would be getting him things at all hours and we'd get stuff back from him at all hours. But he was just, he was so invested. He would get things back like, I feel like he would send it to us like two hours earlier. Like it, 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 he was so quick and he's been so like, he like, when can I, when can we, we share the, the soundtrack and the soundtrack is available now and stuff, but it's, uh, we were so, so lucky to work with him and he's so gifted. Anyway, I just, I have to sing his praises. Uh, not literally, that, obviously. That would be a great soundtrack just for a haunted house to have going yeah, just the, the, like, right? telling you like right, really right. creepy sounds and yeah. stuff. Very good. Right. Now you both wrote this, correct? That's yes, right. Yeah. With 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 the uh, with the uh, the lead uh, Ryan Allen who played Ben. So the three right, of right. Oh. Yeah, you he, yeah. Did, did now did you ask for his import or did he just give it to you? No <laughs> <laughs> oh, actors. Uh, <laughs> uh, column A, column B. No, I mean there was obviously pre-production when we were all just working as as writers and wearing the, that that hat because uh, Ryan's also a producer on it as well. Um, so we were all working together in pre-production in general. But honestly, Ryan is an amazing improviser. So beyond just, you know, the writing of the screenplay, like on set, my hardest job was not laughing during a scene when he would improvise, especially, I think, yes, I think you've all, uh, minus Ben, made it to uh, the big sort of cult confrontation and we're on the porch. Um, there were a few lines there that he improvised and it's so intense and big stuff goes down. And I'm just like, you know, get the tears, get the righteous anger. And then he's improvising these lines and not, you know, it's, it was, it was, uh, he's amazing. He's very, very talented. And also an opera singer, which, you know, did not factor into this movie, but just a fascinating. Oh, that's too bad. Wow. Should have had a whole musical scene. That would have been perfect. No, that could Maybe the sequel. The sequel. <laughs> so, um, Scott, did you, um, did you throw that little part into yourself just so you could get a credit or? <laughs> No, honestly, I didn't want to at all. It was purely budgetary, like, because we were shooting during the height of the pandemic with initial photography. We were only allowed to have so many, the union only let us have so many people and crew in the house at any given time. And it was literally just, we didn't have enough people allowed. So I had to throw on a cult costume at one point just to pull it out. <laughs> It was uh, it was definitely the hardest thing ever to like throw on one of those sack masks and then run back out and watch the playback and then run back out. It was uh, it was bonkers. Well, it was kind of funny because I'm watching the movie. I'm like, all right, I know he's in it. I know he's in it. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And then there you are. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that was short lived. Yeah. <laughs> Just take an arrow in the back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm glad you liked the lighting. Uh, it was like obviously when we approached to make the movie, we were like. Well, how do we make, you know, they're trapped in a cabin. How do we keep that visually interesting as well? And one of the things we wanted to do was have the actress kind of do a lot of self-lighting and stuff with uh, with flashlights and, and uh, lanterns and, you know, keep these shadows moving and get reflections in the windows. And I think the thing that me and my, the DP, Nelson Rogers, talked about was we wanted to create a movie that was sort of, uh, the characters were trapped in this ocean of blackness, clinging to little islands of light and just bear, try not to drown in it, basically. And so I'm glad that people are reacting well to that. 
Uh, it, yeah, that was, it was it was yeah. well done. Yeah, Thank we you. do. It was a lot of work to find lanterns that are not just like flashlights that go forward, but have a little open bit that shine up mm -hmm. on the edges. <laughs> and at the same time, because sometimes you can get the little lantern one, but you can't get the flashlight one. Um, so honestly, on a, I was just happy that that worked. Um, although we're all, of course, lit ghostly from below. So um, uh, I'm the most flattering you. lighting in, in all of cinema. For Every sure. time just you like guys... the, little, the little push button lights on the top of their shoes. Oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> that would have been so cool. <laughs> You know, every time you guys walked off the porch into the dark, it was crazy. I was like, oh, my God, oh. they disappear. Yeah, okay. yeah they so faded now, right out. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, that is not – sorry, you can see my enthusiasm. <laughs> Yay, dark. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, so that that's up uh, in, in north in Ontario. And there was no – like, well, obviously, we did color correcting. Obviously, we did a ton of posts. But there was no actual post for that dark. When people left the circle of light that you know we had for them, they disappeared like that. And to the naked eye, that's crazy. It was so cool, but also really freaky because at one point we actually did lose lights. Um, oh, <laughs> the power went out and stuff. And the, well, Scott talks about like sticking his arm. It's it's very Snowpiercer actually, like sticking his arm out into the dark and it just disappears. Um, wow. And it was it was just so so black. So yeah, every, anytime somebody backs off into the dark, that's. That's how it was. So now, was this you guys is all first time filming together, or I I know some of you known each other, but like <laughs> it seemed really the the chemistry with everybody seemed really well, and like everybody seemed to fit in their places. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, I've worked with everybody. I think most of most of them I had worked with in the past on previous projects. I. Directed Ryan in a, in a little mini series um, called Fair Trade. Uh, Adrian, I had worked with before, and you know we are we actually are married, so <laughs> which we are. So we. Uh, I'm not sure you know that. Right oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> All right, so now you definitely know they're married because they're in separate rooms. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm not sharing my like computer yeah. space. No, she's not sharing that yeah, good lighting. Shadows. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're literally in different rooms right now for, for yeah. good cameras for you guys. <laughs> mm. And then um, Todd, uh, who um, helped us, uh, who's a producer on it, uh, Todd Campbell, and also did fights. He plays Ted. Um, the role may or may not have been written for him. Initially, was written as Todd. Um, so that's why they Ted was a freak. Yeah. yeah, like when he's just like, "Get out here, uh, Ben!" <laughs> like I was just like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> and he's he is just yeah. I I have worked with him for so long. In fact, he's the reason Scott and I uh, know each other because uh, he cast me in a in a show. So uh, he's part of the the fight uh, community, uh, uh, Sage Combat community, especially in the theater community in Toronto. And they had this amazing show called Duel of Ages, where it was essentially just scenes of various fights over ages like over time right so starting very oldie timey and moving very contemporary mm -hmm. and i was like look i can't fight a, a ton i can do a bit but if you need just an actor and he did and then he accosted scott completely independently on the subway or something they saw each other he's like i need a scene can you write me something scott ended up accidentally also acting in it and we met and we were friends for a while but then yeah, it's amazing so Todd is like responsible for all of it it's amazing how Scott keeps accidentally ending up in things he's writing. I know, right? It just right? Right? I I every time I swear it's not going to happen, and I like <laughs> I don't know how. Like I just wake up with a sword in my hand, or like a. Yeah. 
You're Stephen Scott, King. Scott, stay out of dark places, okay? <laughs> I'm trying my best, man. I am trying my best. He's like, no, no, that's not how you do it. I will show you how to do it. Get, yeah, All right, get that, that was the best take. We're just going to use that one. <laughs> Give me the severed head. I'll show you how this is done. Come on. <laughs> so uh, I like the way that there wasn't a lot of special effects in this movie. No. Oh. You know, and, and it kind of kept it real. You know, that's that it was yet one of the other big things that I really liked it because it was it was creepy, but it wasn't it wasn't over the top trying to make it. I uh, thought when freakish. Ben Ben was going to pull his arm back when they were sawing it, I thought we were going to get freaking blood flying. I was like, oh, great. Here's where it goes down the tubes. But no, he comes back and he's just got these two or three saw marks in his arm. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> Not you, Ben. The other Ben. Oh, 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 yeah. the other one. Fictional Ben. Fictional Ben. It's interesting. It's, it's there was, I mean, you know, it was, it's low budget, a lot of in-camera stuff. I think we're both really inspired by sort of I mean, Scott is definitely the, <laughs> I enjoy certain horrors, but I'm also a big chicken. Um, so Scott is definitely, you know, the connoisseur of, of horror, but I think generally we really like, you know, the seventies, the eighties stuff where it feels gritty, it feels real. I mean, you've got um, Ben, whose character is is, is sort of influenced by um, Night of the Living Dead, the, the original Romero. Mm -hmm. And then me, mm -hmm. I was sort of dressed up as Shelley Duvall, uh, Amy, you know, just these homages, not, you know, doing it, but just these homages to that. So I think that's part of it. But the fun part is there is, Do obviously... you know, I just realized you were Amy. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm also I'm sitting Amy. there. I'm like, I know she's in the movie, but who did she play? I'm like, <laughs> See, oh that's my God. Did I, did I how many bong hits have you ripped? Uh, dude, just I'm going to ask him that. <laughs> She oh, yeah. looks totally different. Come on now. Her hair's not all... You do oh, have yeah. a very Duvall kind of look to you going Hence on. actress. I yeah, do. well... You, you <laughs> <win. Yeah. laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a high compliment yeah, indeed. But yeah, so we do. We have, we have... And even when you're talking about the arms, we did actually have, just to make it look more grotesque for that bit, but part of the going back and forth with our VFX guys was like exactly what you were saying like we wanted it to look real and not like okay here's the massive blood effect that like you know that you've been you've been waiting for i i i, I i'm glad it, it sells because it's um you know we did have some some great people who worked uh in post and and our our makeup uh girl uh, uh jenna she was incredible with with the gore she's just making buckets of blood outside on the front porch during the day i've got a few pictures it's so quaint <laughs> <laughs> it's so quaint. It's like stirring. She's so cute. This is a lo lovely, quite young, just graduated from um, uh, film makeup, like like uh, special effects uh, special college here in Toronto, and uh, and so very young, um, but loves uh, creature makeup, loves the gore, and loves um, also all bugs and lizards and snakes. And she would show us pictures of her various pets of such magnitude um and it's just very very fun and lovely and uh yeah anyway. and that's whose house we <laughs> <want> to go to sweet like yeah yeah uh yeah but no i mean the goal was definitely to keep the focus on the storytelling and the characters and mm -hmm. like not let it be completely overwhelmed and uh, like we were definitely aiming for that kind of 70s style of uh, horror that uh really focused on like the tension and the and 
the idea of like things that you can't see in the dark mm -hmm. as opposed to more which i do love but more of the like you know the sam raimi gore gore explosions things like that Nothing against. don't get me wrong yeah no, which i fun. love by the way which i am a big fan they, they yeah, i think great. it would have taken away though it would have taken away from the movie you know what i mean absolutely uh, you know you smash somebody's head in but you don't see that <laughs> yeah you know and i think so i think you know yeah you just this, see the blood splatter yeah. you know for the, a, yeah for this style yeah. of movie i think it would have taken away from it are those comments coming in are we are the people commenting live that's awesome yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yes yes oh, oh I, yeah. I didn't even know i'm so <laughs> to look in yeah. my camera that's like, that's why i said usually <laughs> i'm up there interviewing with jeff and leo is doing what i do which is watching the comments watching the feed here watching the feed on that to make sure that everything's running simultaneously to all the platforms and pulling the comments up all the oh my god well hi everybody so i'm not just a pretty face sitting here in the corner going I love it yeah no you're not a pretty face. That's, nice. so. that's nice so do you have this is, is this um uh class in the genre of horror 100%. I like, I think we're a true horror. Like, I know that, like, I know some people like, like can talk about, oh, is it a dark drama with some horror elements? But I think we're, we're a true horror film. And I think that's, that's our roots. That's what we're going for. Okay. It was an homage okay. to everything. I think, right. I mean, I was more looking at it was on the, from a thriller side. You know? I yeah, was no, definitely I, a thriller. Sure. I, I think that question is actually really like, genuinely fascinating for me as somebody who has spent a, a lot of time thinking I was, I couldn't watch horror because I was like, no, that's one step too far. I'm such a chicken. And I realized, you know, um, the more, you know, I've, I've, I've gone and more that Scott has helped me watch some more <laughs> movies, um, that the line between thriller and horror is very fine, but mm -hmm. th there is, and this was always my issue watching horror. It is still a distinct line when, there's just something about the director uh, when the director is is pushing that scare angle when the point is to give you chills when it's sort of like it's i know we look at a lot of horrors like gore and all that and we especially with the saw movies and like the sort of torture porn sort of thing with horror the uh, a lot in more contemporary ways but i think it's it's a vibe to use uh what young people say um i i feel like thriller has has the action but it pulls back a bit it's not giving you that same absolute dread it's more like suspense and tension and i think the build of dread i think sort of the the almost the philo philosophical parts of you know of horror of how far are we going into darkness not just our literal darkness for the movie mm. but metaphorical like human nature and stuff i think that leans into horror. So I definitely would say ours is 100% horror, but I do think that question of what makes horror horror and the thriller versus horror, and especially because our gore is 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 played down, um, is a really good one. In fact, we just watched rewatched Crimson Tide the other night, and that's definitely not a horror. Um, <laughs> 95, right? But I, and when you come to thriller and tension, like you think about like, oh my God, like you're holding your breath the whole movie, right? So why is that any different than holding your breath in a horror movie? But the feelings are completely, completely different. And yeah, I mean, the ones that always come back to me are like Seven, right? Seven has a mm. lot of gore and it's got mm -hmm. some horrifying stuff in it, but it's very much a thriller to me. Yeah. While if you look at The Shining, there's very little actual gore. He doesn't kill anybody except uh, except the, the the one the, character. He never actually yeah. succeeds in harming his family. Yeah, that's a suspense thriller. Yeah, and, but yeah. like I think that there's there. He's held up as, as a horror. I would still call it a horror though. Yeah. 
uh, as opposed to seven, which I would say is more, much more on the side of the thriller, but yeah. has that gore and that, that, uh, that's yeah. sorry, I'm so distracted. I'm like seeing comments, I'm like reading. Yeah. <laughs> so, real quick, one of the comments ADHD. was um, the Madness Comic Network would love to get you two on their horror movie club show. Oh, so, yes, hit us up, man. <laughs> you know, I will uh, I will do my best pops to get you in touch with the proper authorities <laughs> to uh, make that happen. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I watch a lot, and I mean a lot of horror, yeah. Je mm -hmm. Jeff's a horror freak, yeah. The two of you, then. Oh no, no! I just... Myself, I'm more into pop culture stuff. Jeff is definitely the because of Jeff, well, though Jeff and yeah. Ben, I've had to start watching horror because they keep <laughs> asking me to come on this show. I mean, you're you're like me, and then yeah. Jeff and Scott are like bad. By the way, is well, your background? Sorry, don't me. This is what I do. I do. Oh, is go your ahead. Go legit, for it. Or is that like this is real? It's that's all that's that's amazing. I was like, is this guy filming in the headroom collider? What is going on over there? It, it, it's it's my attic, and it's really freaking hot right now because I realized that I had my AC on and I turned it off because it was probably making a lot of noise. But it, usually, I have a bunch of collectibles hanging. All I now have because it got so hot, I had to take them all down. But I'm a big toy collector. You know, I got my pops, all my oh, that's uh, amazing. I love numbers. that. Original I, I, Star Wars figures. That, but I'm, I, oh, no I, problem. I, I, <laughs> I like to show yeah. it all off. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, have this, I have the mask from Scream hanging over my bed. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> I would not sleep. See, this is... this is. I mean, if we want to geek out for a second, I have... I have the... Oh, uh, see, they're going to ruin Leo's... <laughs> they're going to ruin Leo's question. I have the replica of the record from Mandy, if the cult leader has. Oh, wow. Plays. Oh wow! Okay. Well, pull it back a bit. Just yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh, we're we're geeking out, guys. This is happening. Oh, dude, let's go. We can geek. I, I have a totally geek out. Toby from Bob's Burgers in the other room, but that's so bad. So yeah, I mean, this I is this is why I said at the beginning we don't script anything. The show just shows where it goes. I got you know, my original. We did talk about the movie toys. for twenty nine minutes. Nice. Originals never been open. Come on, get on Whoa. my level. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, no, sorry, it's, I right, we're you guys were bonding over. <laughs> you know, so so anyway, I'm gonna circle right back. So you know, I look at I look at horror as a main category with a whole shit ton mm -hmm. of subcategories. Yeah. you know what I mean. Right. Uh, well, you know, Scott, and you, yeah, yeah. you watch a lot of horror. There's, there's you get the comedy horror, the thriller horror, the gore horror. See, um, I like the, the sexual gore. horror. I, li I like you the sexual gore. Yeah, I mean, there's something so wonderful about all of it because it's this its this chance that we get to sort of meet us part of ourselves we would never want to meet in real life because we it would mean we were in mortal danger, right? But, you know, watching horror gives us a safe place to experience feelings you would never experience unless you were being hunted by a man with a knife or like... <laughs> and it's like, I feel like we're more complete human beings once we've shaken hands with that part of ourselves. And I think horror is such a unique genre that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I've seen movies that, uh, I'll be honest with you, it makes uh, Jaws look like a, a love drama. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, it is, though. It's like such as like the ultimate bromance movie, Jaws. Uh, right? I, I absolutely, I mean, we literally just rewatched that one. But yeah, it's, it's no, it's just, it's fascinating. Yeah. I also write, I write, oh gosh, I, I don't know. There we go. The Bendy and the, <laughs> the video game, a horror mm -hmm. video game. And I write the, the tie in novels for that. So sort of in world, in world stuff. And that's its own unique brand of, of horror as well. And I'm also writing these for a young adult audience, so like 12 to 
18, I guess. But knowing that when it comes to video games, you know there's going to be young. Oh, there's tons well. of it, and also tons of actual adult. Oh yeah, no, I mean, men sitting there. Bendy going, is oh, actually Bendy. it's an adult. Bendy's an adult game, right? Um, mm -hmm. But I guess when when they were looking at books, they were they knew that their audience stretched, and they were trying to. You know, but with the knowledge that I'm writing horror, even though it's 12 and up, with the knowledge that probably some eight and nine year olds will be reading it. It's just a whole other kind of writing horror, right? So it's it's there's just there's so much to play with, and I'm I'm getting really I'm I'm learning the kind that I'm good. Like I really like uh, the the uh, creature features. I I, I like I, I you know Jaws. As we, we talked about Jurassic Park when it came out was the first. Again, I I don't know if you call it horror, but it was the first sort of horrifying movie I ever saw because I was obsessed with dinosaurs. They looked really real, and I was like, "I've got to see this. I have no choice. I am just going to do it." And I was upset, and I freaking love that. It's like best <laughs> ever. Um, no, to me, that's just an action adventure movie. No, I, I know, but horror to it. But right. you have saw what about when the girls on the are not the girl, the guys on the toilet and the T Rex is the coming? <laughs> yeah, the lawyer. Well, I would think you right. the the, the okay. biggest. You've got two really big horror sequences that fall into as we're sort of trying to define it because you know. Oh, and five of us to define the her. electric fence. Uh, well, the electric fence is great, but the bit in the kitchen, and then the bit with oh, yeah. um and she's trying to find uh, Samuel L. Jackson, and the arm falls, and all that. Those are structured, just directed and structured as horror. And we know Spielberg loves his horror moments. We know with all the Indiana Jones stuff that's going on right now with the new film, like the melting faces, you know, from the yeah. first. Like, we know he loves his horror. So those two sequences. Even though arguably Jurassic Park isn't probably it's probably like thriller, but those are to me that's those are that's horror right there, and you get a little taste of it within that. But I have learned I can do creatures, I can do, you know, I can still hide hide a little bit, but like the thing I can do, you know, horror. Um, I can do zombies. I've learned because they're very creature like to me. So there are things that I fast zombies or slow. Well, they're, they're yeah, any like zombie, that. man. All zombies are. are See, cool. uh, the fast I'm zombies scare the shit out of me. Fast zombies. Yeah, fast zombies. I'm like, like, cause like we grew up with slow zombies, yeah. and they're going well, yeah. brains, brains. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now zombies stuff. today's are like all cracked out, and they're like <laughs> run after you. Hey, like, man, give that's us the not blares. true. Our, our zombies aren't all cracked out running Oh, fast. no, yours are. They're really, really high and bouncing off the walls. <laughs> yeah, man. And why are they always so athletic? Like, where are they really out of shape fast? Like, you know, right? I, I'd be like the worst. I'd well, be right. the best zombie. I'd just sit around. I'd wait for the brains to come to me. <laughs> yeah. She'd be a great weed-smoking zombie. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there we go. <laughs> just chilling. Just waiting. Uh, yeah, so, so how long? I, sorry, go. Oh no no! I was going to bring us back around to the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was. How long did it take you guys to film this one? So we we initially went to camera uh, for two weeks, so thirteen overnight uh, days. So we just shot it out, and then that was in the middle of the pandemic. So of course everything was crazy with the film industry. Uh, a lot of us were working on other shows, like a lot of us were film crew. Uh, so when the industry shut down because of the pandemic, we were like, "Well, let's uh, let's go up to the woods and make a horror movie." Yeah. And it which was so much fun. But then, right. of course, the industry started up again like crazy once uh, things opened up because everyone had to catch up. So we had to, it took us a year to get our pickups, basically. So we came back a year later, got the pickups, and uh, then we started looking for distribution. And we started doing the festival or the Blood and Snow Festival. And so, yeah, I'd say we but about 14 shoot days. Yeah. 
14 days, yeah. Yeah, I guess, including well, the pickups. Yeah. Wow. Now, is right. that the cabin that you you said you were just at? <laughs> it was. Yes. Oh, so that doesn't freak you out now when you're there? I'd be um, like, fuck, as soon as I hear a bang, I'd be like, oh, I'm out. All right, right, here's a, here's a, a, a very true story. Um, I was up recently with just a, with a couple girlfriends and we were just hanging like a weekend. We hadn't seen each other again, pandemic. So we we're like, let's do a weekend. Let's, you know. So we hung out. We had a lovely time. They left and I wanted like an extra day just to hang out and be by myself. I'm technically introverted. Uh, so I just needed to recharge. And in the basement, uh, still remains for those who have seen the scarecrow. Uh, oh, fantastic! And it's in the basement, sort of hanging, just hanging from like a rafter in the basement. And I was fine when my friends were there, but when I was by myself, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like <laughs> terrifying!" I was so scared because again, was chicken. So uh, and Scott was still in the city because it was a girl trip. So I called Scott, and I'm like. This is going to sound really stupid, but I'm scared of going to bed. I don't know what to do. And Scott, because he knows I have a very active imagination, he imagined me out of out of it by saying that actually the scarecrow was 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 there to, to protect the cottage and, and take care. Oh. And it was all good. So he's like it's now. So now whenever I go down to the basement, I give him a little high five and and, and we're cool. But I genuinely <laughs> we have this bullshit guy to get out Wait, of that. I don't know why it's still down there. <laughs> right. So. On, on set, now, like I said, I haven't seen the whole film, but on set, were there any pranks played? Because you were filming a horror movie, mm. like behind the scenes things where somebody actually kind of reached out and just like scared the bejesus out of you, just for shits and giggles? Well, I'll tell you one thing that happened. So we, we had a thunderstorm one night, and it blew out the power, and we were using um, Nix bulbs to, like, battery-operated, like, lights that were lighting... Um, a bunch of the set and like Adrian mentioned earlier though uh it was so dark out though that there was just this wall of black right outside the open front door and if you stuck your arm out you couldn't even see your arm in the blackness it was so dark and I remember I can't remember who it was but had been out in the night putting up some lights for our next scene and it was just crackling in the wind like some sort of spider creature like bony spider creature coming towards and I, I don't know if it was our DP or, or somebody else. I was just like, hey, man, um, I think somebody's out there. I think someone's out there in the dark. And I just remember him being like, I was like, you should go check the lights. And just you hear like this clickety-clackety noise, like I'm moving around in the pitch black. I'm like, I don't know, man. Should we, should we go out there and get, go get the lights? Or, uh, and I, I, I mean, that was probably the worst thing because it was genuinely so dark that you were worried you were going to die at any moment. I would say I wish, um, I don't wish for myself. I wish I could have witnessed uh, people pulling pranks on each other. Because again, I was would have probably started screaming <laughs> and crying. Um, and then makeup all over again. Um, but it was so fast. Like this was 13 overnights. And yeah. we had, it was, it was very much, it wasn't even the light that was the issue. The light is the issue. You had to wait for the sun to set. And we did it in the fall. So fortunately, you know, we had more, more dark than had mm -hmm. we when we did pickups it was the summer and we were like okay guys we've got like six hours go 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 the issue was when it got towards dawn and it wasn't light yet but the birds woke up and then mm -hmm. you could just hear them just talking and hey what'd you do last night oh my god that's so cool man <laughs> like going and going and you're just oh my god okay well i guess we're done i guess we're done so we just the time was so limited um that right. i don't think anybody 
really we were just go 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 we go, were go. definitely just flying because it, it like for a feature film 13 nights is not very many especially for right. photography so we were definitely like balls to the wall <laughs> but i'll tell you the craziest thing that happened though is that there's a military base up there and of course it's in the middle of nowhere and pitch black and you know we're the only ones setting up lights in the middle of this you know forested area and then uh the base i guess sent out like a chopper and it was coming down and then suddenly this big searchlight came down because they were like trying to find out why this group of cultists are out in the middle <laughs> threatening these four people in a cabin basically with proper lighting so <laughs> the worst porno being shot <laughs> so yeah that, and then we were like oh god i hope they don't keep buzzing us because this is going to really ruin a few shots right. we definitely had to we definitely you know did you know you do due diligence with locations and stuff so you know our neighbors i we'd already talked to them on like the facebook group for this this you know one strip of like this one road in the middle of nowhere where the you know the few people who live there but we definitely were like just if people are screaming bloody murder at three in the morning probably okay um just, just <laughs> it's gonna happen probably then, okay probably probably, probably okay yeah. six um, months later yeah, somebody's yeah. screaming out there like oh they're filming again yeah, they're, they're probably okay they're probably okay by the way, comments. I'm I'm seeing these. Uh, I'm trying to write down these movie recommendations that people are talking about. I'm just like, oh, what was that? Okay, I'll check that out. If you have movie recommendations for a wuss uh, who, who's, who's getting more into horror, please recommend that to me. The Dark Crystal. The oh, I love it. Yeah. No, I love it. I, yeah. Okay, it's not okay. Yeah, but it's it's beautiful and it is. I love The Dark Crystal too. And right. as somebody who writes who writes kids stuff, I think there's a lot of. Um, Darkness and horror in children's literature. Oh, in most of it. Literature. Oh, yeah. And oh, it's that's everywhere. Like, I realize with my books, even the ones that aren't Humpty Dumpty's a freak. Sorry, Sylvain? Humpty Dumpty's a freak. Oh, yeah. And and do you notice they never say he's an egg? Right. Like, they never actually say he's an egg. Yeah, he's just he an egg, dude. Man. <laughs> I did see a new movie that just came out recently that... Um, Kind of took me by surprise, and that was uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, those guys were so on the ball. They were waiting for those rights to expire. Oh, right. and they had right? that, like the second those rights expired, they were good to right. go. Yep, I, I thought really that was a little it. too over the top, but you know, I haven't well, seen I never, that yet. I, I only made it halfway. I gave up on it. Oh, there yeah? wasn't much of a story. Yeah. yeah, it was. It wasn't well done. I mean, the the, the banana splits horror movie was better. Yeah. <laughs> There's also Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. There's all Abraham mm -hmm. Lincoln Vampire Hunter. All of those as well. I like those ones. Yeah. <laughs> right. now, see, I'm more of the old classic stuff. I yep. like the, the Hills Have Eyes and The Mutilator. Oh, spit on Your Grave and. Oh yeah. No, never seen. You know? <laughs> I mean, those are classics. I mean, movies. It's Last it's, House it's, on the Left. Yep. Yeah, it's just so amazing how iconic they are and just how they change the aesthetic, too, of horror movies after they come yeah. out. Like, it's, it's it's fantastic. Like, I mean, obviously, Friday the 13th, you got, like, and even the thing, the way that the, the practical effects, I know it flopped when it came out originally, but they're just the way that it's influenced cinema since. Like, it's so fantastic. Right. The thing is when they ate the snow, right? Oh. The stuff in the snow. Was no, the thing the is, uh, when, but it's um, Wait, the thing it's is when a soul it, creature, yeah, yeah, it's an it's alien creature that looks like anybody. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. That, <laughs> that movie's been down one. three separate times, I think. Yeah, 
Yeah, the yeah, original they had one. Had, yeah. The yes, John Carpenter one is a remake. Yes. Of an old black and like an old film. And then they did like a 90s or early like 2000s. Yeah, they um, had a woman as a star. Yeah, which, but, but the effects, because they were that sort of, oh my gosh, CGI is the greatest thing ever. But they weren't that great, right? Um, the effect versus having like, you know, puppets. And I know there are effects in, in the thing as well, but just like, again, the practical stuff, the tangible stuff, just, you know, it's, of course, to be fair, when I watched it, I watched like, like this. So I haven't really appreciated all of the puppets. <laughs> And stuff in the thing, but I I think it sound sound probably was very good. Well, what was fascinating about the prequel they made later was they built a lot of the practical effects, and they had it, and it looked great. But then I guess you can watch it on YouTube. But I guess I don't know if it was a studio or somebody got involved and was like, no, 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 we're just going to do uh, CGI. We want to be able to shoot it from every single angle. Like it's fascinating to watch that whole process and and just the difference, like. Uh, between so CG and practical. <laughs> right, but they did make real props for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing some of them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which to me is important, you know. It, uh, absolutely, it just looks so good on camera. Like, I shout out to the guys who made The Void. Like, the, 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 their practical effects are just what makes that movie so fantastic. And the creature effects, like, and just the way they're shot too. Like, it just brings the movie to life and it brings the creatures to life. Like, it's, it's just great indie filmmaking. Hmm. Oh. So, so I think of, it's time. I recommend a movie for you. It is a comedy horror. Oh, I was waiting for this one. No, okay. It is actually, they just came out with the second one. It's called Don't Fuck in the Woods. <laughs> I mean, solid advice. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can't deny that. Can't go wrong in, with that. You can't go wrong with a title <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? And it is a horror comedy, you know. Uh, it's a gory, it's a gory one too. Yeah, horror comedies, though. I like not though. I, I think this is what yeah. Horror comedies push the gore so far because that's part of the gag, right? So yes. there's part of me that's like, actually, give me a really, really serious horror movie <laughs> over a horror comedy recommendation, um, because the those those horror comedy. Oh my gosh, they're just. And they catch you off guard. I mean, this isn't this isn't a horror. So what I'm about to say, but um, uh, I, I have actually seen uh, uh, Shaun of the Dead because, like I said, I've been yep. into like all the zombie stuff lately. But the oh my god, uh, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz um, was funny. It was so funny, right? <laughs> um, but there's a little bit of that gore in it, which they do like, which they was because it's a comedy. They it's really there. And I remember I was watching it. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. And I'm watching with my friend. She's already seen it. And I'm like, okay, so you're gonna tell me if, if there's a jump scare or if anything's gonna be like cut to that's gory. I because I know this kind of film, I know these kind of guys, I know they're gonna do that. You're gonna tell me. She's like, absolutely, no, no, I've got your back. I'm like, okay, great. All right, okay, so Joanna, all right, there's a guy with a scythe right now, like dressed like you know, like death, like with a scythe. Should I be worried? Because there's a guy with a scythe. Like she's like, no. No, no, you're fine. I'm like, are you sure? Because he's carrying a motherfucking slide. And I'm like, no, no, no. Cut to the next, and it's two decapitated heads on a road. And I'm like, ah! And I do, you know, this stupid thing. And and she's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Like, there was a slide. <laughs> there was a slide. Anyway, 
So it's that's a gun. You gotta you, if you see a sign, someone's gonna use it. Oh yeah. <laughs> now see, I use I use that as a decoration at my cabin. Yeah, I, see, I think we differ greatly because like that kind of horror I can deal with, like the yeah? fake stuff. Okay, I watch these doctor shows with my, my girlfriend and mm -hmm. I cannot handle like they'll have like contestants coming out of a, and I'm like, what the fuck? We don't need to see that. Just tell me you're doing it. It's true. There's like, there's some, some of those shows, is it like an episode of like freaking Grey's Anatomy? I think we're like, <laughs> guys face off, <laughs> like eyeballs, but like, and I'm like, what the heck? You're like a soap. Like, oh, why, yeah. why are you making me watch that? It's, 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 I mean, like, I mean, Yay to like all the like effects guys and all the makeup oh for real and you know all the props people who get to work on it and get that opportunity but boo for my eyeball. <laughs> well, I just love the idea of the like the ads like on set being like, do we have the face? Do we have the face? <laughs> <laughs> no. We need the face. Yeah, fly yeah, in the face, guys. <laughs> so, but we are here to talk about your movie. Oh yeah. Oh yes, our movie. So, how has the film oh, festival uh, reception hey, hey. been? Hey, oh, hey. Oh, my bad. Did I tell you you could talk? Oh, sorry. Oh, bad boy. <laughs> For all our viewers, because there are a ton of viewers and a ton of comments that were coming in, let's play the trailer again. Because we kicked it off in the first like couple of minutes. So <laughs> as you guys kind of know, like some of our viewers are like a little chill and they come in halfway through the show. You know? <laughs> so I just want to say, but um, let's go to... Uh, Adrian, this time we're gonna let you bring in the trailer. I don't have the, the, the one liner memorized, the the, the the elevator pitch. Um, okay, you can just say, Here's the trailer, here's the trailer for The Devil Comes at Night. I'm in it. <laughs> Hello, Hello, Jack, are you there? can't leave until I find the money. You haven't found the safe yet? Not yet. Looks like half the town is looking for you. I've never seen anything like this before. Who is in my house? Your dad gave me keys. I didn't break in. Your dad, he told me that if anything weird happened in town, that I was supposed to come here and hide. Bizarre. You're afraid of the dark, Ben? Why are you doing this? <laughs> I promise you haven't seen anything yet. Something demonic is going on. We're gonna finish what we started. Um, so my next question after seeing that again is, uh, were there any movies that influenced oh, yeah. the filming of this one? Because I see a couple in this, in this movie. I see it in the trailers. Yeah. I saw, yeah oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. The Shining being one of them. 
100 percent i mean uh night of the living dead was a big influence um okay. the shining uh was was another major influence for sure i mean a lot of like the john carpenter stuff was was uh playing big on our minds when we were writing it. I think it's just, it was always sort of a love tribute to, a loving tribute to the movies we grew up on as far as horror goes. So yeah, we really wanted to, and I think the 70s and the 80s were kind of where we were playing, where we kind of wanted kind of a gritty look to the film and have characters that might not be your typical protagonist. So Ben, for example, the lead is this washed up boxer. So as opposed to, you know, the, the, the college co-ed or the overworked dad, we were like, well, what if we took like a really physically imposing boxer and put him in a horror situation. Could we still keep that intimidating? Could we still make the audience fear for him? And, you know, we sort of, that was sort of the basis and sort of turning um, the home invasion movie on its head. We were mm -hmm. like, well, instead of people trying to break into the house, what if we made the character slowly realize people are trying different tactics to lure them out of the house? How could we do that? How could we keep that scary? So yeah, because it's also like, well, we'll just stay in the house then. Yeah, so obviously, <laughs> yeah. so Night of the Living Dead, the crazies, like, there's a lot of that sort of uh, sort of flavor in it. Right, oh. right. And I, I don't want to say too much about it, but that twist at the end was fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for anybody, so I'm yeah. not even going to talk about it anymore. Yeah, because <laughs> even I, even Jaja, has I'm like, like hold on, I got 15 minutes left. Let me go back and watch. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just hey, go watch, come back. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, funny, yep. it's funny too because with with you know the the Shining influence, which was always like from the beginning for for writing the script when we decided we were going to do it at the cottage and at, at North, it was just so wonderfully convenient that my parents built this place in like 79, 80. So you've got that like wood paneling that's like going sideways. That's so of that time and very. Mm -hmm. Also, kind of Twin Peaks esque as well, and that just was was a, the set like the, the the house itself was just such a wonderful character to have. Um, it definitely a, inspired the script. Like yeah. we were when we knew we wanted to do a horror, and when we were figuring, oh, it would be great to go up into the woods, and like we knew we had this location. We sort of wrote it for that as well, because yeah, it's so mod and and seventies, eighties, and just these great sweeping panels of wood and just very visually dynamic, which, and this wall of windows in the back, which is yeah. genuinely terrifying, even when you're not making a horror movie. Like, you're just standing there with this black wall. Yeah, I don't know if I could live there at night. <laughs> like, hold on, <laughs> something's coming out of the woods. I'm not, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I, you know, when I'm up in Maine at my place, I get a lot of stuff thrown in my head from all of these movies that I've watched. Oh, dear. Oh, you I know, bet. because it was built in 68. Oh, it's all yeah. wood on the inside. Like I said, I have scythes and sickles and antique hand saws hanging from the ceilings and yes i mean it sounds yes, like I do. safer than anyone like nobody's breaking into that place they would walk right out they would, they'd right, well they'd have to find it first that's, no, that's the key. Yeah, i mean it that, sounds like a stephen king novel to be honest i was gonna say maine like all of this it's we've been re-watching just a bunch of like I don't know, 80s, 90s sort of action, just fun. And we rewatched Twister recently too. And I don't know how well you guys remember your Twister, but there mm -hmm. is a moment towards the end when they run for shelter in a barn and there's like saws and mm -hmm. not, like all these things hanging from them. She's like, who are these people? And they have to like run out again. That would be your home. People are like running in like to get away from the crazy person who's chasing them. And then they come into your home with like, 
fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> well, new guests, when I bring them up there, my job is to, to kind of freak them out. And one of the things that we do is, I mean, literally, I'm in the middle of the woods. I have no yep. electricity, no running water. Wow. Okay. So what we like to do is go for a walk up the road at night with no lights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh, no. You know what I mean? And just doing it. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, two I mean, o'clock in the morning, you'll hear the you'll hear the packs of coyotes off in the distance, and but yeah, also those hear, coyotes, also those coyotes the stick in. Oof. The stars yeah. must be amazing up there, though. Yeah, yeah it is. I've had people up there that have never come back. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I mean, they've 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 left and just not returned. They, ju- not, they just wanted to stay. Well, I'll leave that up to congestion. <laughs> yes. You know what I, you know what else I want to shout out is um, David F. Sandberg, the director. Uh, he has a great. He was the one who he's he's currently did the Shazam movies, but before that he started in horror, and he did that viral um, YouTube video "Lights Out" that became a feature film, and it mm-hmm. it, was, it was fantastic. But he has this great YouTube series where he just talks about filmmaking, and he's got a great one about real dark in horror movies, which was very uh, influential on us, but. Just the idea that uh, there's a difference between when you you know have kind of the fake darkness in horror movies where you can kind of see everything it's not really dark but it's like oh where's that light source actually coming from versus when the characters you literally can't see any more than the characters can it's actually black and mm-hmm. i just love that in movies i love the way he used it in his movie and we tried to do something similar with ours where it's not just dark it's black like you yeah. cannot see anything that the characters can't see and I love the way that they do that. So that was kind of a big influence too. And again, because we knew we were filming up north, we knew that was going to be doable because it's not like you know a, a car is going to drive by and light up the set or like there's not going to be a street lamp or any ambient light. So much so that when our actors were walking to their billets and stuff, you would, they would pull out. Originally, we're like, oh, would you like to take a flashlight with you? And they're like, no, no, I got got my phone light or whatever. It would be like shining light into nothing, basically. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. It'd be like your your place. Yeah, the only I think that you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you must have followed the moon phases. Oh my! God. In order this for you was, to film this, it, this, was, this was so much stress, Jeff. You have no idea. But like, for me, like, because uh, this was so fast. It was so all right. COVID has shut everything down. Let's make a movie. The screenplay was written in like like a month, like uh, less. It was you know it was, and then we shot it right away. When we got there. I then suddenly my heart dropped like just into my stomach going, oh my God, the moon. What about the moon? And because I, you know, I grew up, I, I went, I've, I've been I, summers up there at the college and mm-hmm. I used to work for a theater festival as a, as a theater technician, as a high school student. And so we'd be at, like working till two, three in the morning and uh, again, chicken. So I would come home, drive, park at the far end, you know, the dark that they disappear into. At the end of that, I would park the car and then I would run across the lawn and go into the house. But when the moon was out and you don't see this in the city, you just don't. When the moon was out, you could see the entire lawn. You can see everything. You can see me. the it's neighbors. Amazing. You can, you can, and they're far away. Like you could see things. And I was like, okay. I still jogged, but I didn't have to sprint. Um, so when we we were up there, I was like, I we I had we didn't even think about the moon, and we were just so lucky because I started panicking about the moon, um, and then this. But then when we did the pickups, uh, we definitely like because we we have one night. It's the summer, so we have this much darkness to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then we definitely made sure to schedule it so that there was no moon for that. Okay. But yeah, because that was one of the things I was actually looking for. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for that ambient light that was coming from either stars. You know what I mean? Because yeah. a, a very Wait. clear night up in my place. I mean, yeah. even if it, there's no moon, the stars alone still yeah. will light up the woods. Yeah. Well, just assume that that night was overcast <laughs> for the film, the, the setting that evening. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 An overcast night is absolutely perfect, yeah. and like you said, it is pitch black. You put your hand out, you can't see your fingers. Can't see anything. It is, it is terrifying. Like, I, and again, you mentioned coyotes. We had those a few nights where it was just they just start howling, and you're just like, I would be walking to like holding, which would be like down the, you know, down to the next, basically the next farmhouse down, basically or whatever we would call it, and you were just like starting to hear them coming from around you. And it was just, it was, it was pretty terrifying. It actually informed some of the, the post sound design, which is really cool. Yeah. Like, that's that, that cool. sort of not, it's, it's not act, like, you know, there are, there's obviously dog barking because there's, that's a plot point, but right. um, the actual, just the, in some of the ambient sound, um, it's not quite howling, but it's sort of that, feeling of that yeah when we right. sent the sound uh, to our sound design guys we actually took a recording of coyotes out in the woods and we're like if you can do something with this this is, this is what we were experiencing we just found it so effective as ambiance like if you can not literal but like yeah yeah, that's real faint in the background kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for tense moments, it, it, it shows up when it's you know there are moments where it's just it's literally. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, you got you guys are lucky because I mean when I have guests up there, I pray for blackness at night, <laughs> and I make sure that they drink a lot of beer so that they have to get up at two a.m. to go pee because <laughs> I have an outhouse. <coughs> oh, have to go outside. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that reminds yeah. me of, of like when I would go to summer camp. I, I for like a month. In, in, in the summer and our cabins, you know, they did have electricity, but they didn't have, there was a, uh, you know, where the bathrooms were not in the cabin. And right. I guess we were, the, some of the older kids, we were at the furthest, so we were basically at the void of blackness, right? And we, there was a group of us, like three girls or whatever, and we would just wait to brush our teeth until just before lights out so that we could like walk in the dark to the bathroom <laughs> and scare ourselves and then like run back. Um, <laughs> It's yeah, it's yeah, it's um, there's nothing more fun than scaring light. people. Sorry, there's nothing more fun than scaring people, <laughs> right? Other I, people, yeah, I love scaring other people. <laughs> I, I still run up the stairs anytime I have to turn up, turn off the light in the basement. So, <laughs> uh, you should see me because, like, I have two sets of lights one at the very top of the stairs, one at the bottom. Yes. But if you turn off the top set, it leaves off the basement in the in, on the other side of the basement. So, I have to go all the way down turn it off and then fly up the stairs because it's pitch black. I don't yeah. <laughs> Somebody might get me. <laughs> or potentially your husband is around the corner. Right. Turning up all the lights at night in your apartment that does not have a basement or anything. And you don't, you think he's in the bedroom. And so you just walk out of the bathroom and you're turning up lights and he comes around the other corner. You're not expecting. And you scream, like classic blood curdling, like a horror leading lady scream in his face and then start to cry a little bit. I'm not saying that happened, but it, it <laughs> I just want to know if Scott got it on film because I mean, you can use it. Been, especially you the can use I wish, I, wish. It, I definitely got more gray hair after that. <laughs> I bet. Oh man! So, I, I I have one last question for the two of you because I'm really curious. Have either one of you experienced a real life 
phenomenon or situation uh, that you could not explain? Real life situation I could daily, man. I can't explain half the stuff that's happening. Happening, but if are you talking supernatural, like uh, supernatural? Uh, it could be ghost. It can be whatever, 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 whatever you experience. Oh, the weirdest thing that ever happened to me was I was out camping one night, and we would just take our sleeping bags and do open air camping. So we would just camp under the stars in the middle of the woods. This was in the Allegheny Mountains up in, in New York State. Uh, I think that's what it was called anyway. But yes, yeah, so we were camping, and it was the middle of the night, and it was just pitch black and star, just a sea of stars above us. And then out of nowhere, the entire night lit up bright purple and it was as bright as day but purple and then this gigantic fireball just went across the sky and there was a sonic boom and then everything went back to black and to this day i have no idea what that was i've never found like a comet or anything but my favorite part was another guy who was camping with me uh woke up and we were teens at the time and he was just like oh man when's the next fireworks <laughs> wow! Yeah, but that, uh, that's yeah. the aliens, you know. That's the aliens. I mean, clearly, right? But uh, yeah, to do this day, I have oh, no man. idea what that was or oh, what man. happened, and it was just sort of we all just like looked at each other, like, "Wow, that's crazy." I don't know. We'll go well, back. Well, back. Okay. Well, that. <laughs> all right. Well, that, that that's a good one. I like that one. That was a, right. I know, okay. So here's my situation. I feel like because I'm such a wuss that ghosts are like, let's just leave her alone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that belief. Mind is her own enemy. I do have this, the only story. And it's so dumb, especially compared to what I just got. It was that, but it, it, it stayed, it stayed with me. Like it was my first year university. I was studying. So I was studying in a castle in uh, the South of, of England. So, uh, and it's from the 1500s. So already, you know, and, and, and there, there were stories. That's the scene right there. There were ghosts, you know, every, you know, supposedly like in the, where the, the you know, the, the pub woods now and all this stuff. So there, but I never saw, I, I didn't have anything. And then one day during bright, I think it was maybe lunch. It was bright and sunny and we were all sitting. It was very uh, Hogwarts-esque actually, like in the great hall for, for dinner, very like with vaulted ceilings and the wooden uh, beams and everything. Um, I felt just like, like a very like tap, 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 like a very strong tap, tap, tap. And the type where, you know, somebody puts their arm around and then they go tap, 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 and they take it back. And you know, you're like, who did that? Oh, um, anyway, so I thought it was that, um, and it, it absolutely wasn't like nobody else. And, and none of my friends to either side could have done it. And there was nobody behind me. And it was just this moment of just like, okay, I don't know, maybe my neck did it. I I don't know. It was just, it, it was tiny, broad daylight, nothing else. And it was just, it's just probably one of the most puzzling things that I have ever experienced. And, it was, and I was like, okay, cool. And I just went back to eating. And I, I don't think I even told anybody at the time that it happened. And there was like, it wasn't possible for that. Like it was, it was very weird. I don't know. Maybe my, my neck just spasmed, but I don't know. Maybe one of the ghosts oh, were like, see, we got your back. Ghost. It was the ghost telling you, tap, tap, tap. We know you're a wuss. We'll leave you alone. We'll leave you alone. Yeah. Like, literally, we got your back. <laughs> you're you're fine. Um, but that, you know, honestly, I, I scare myself just so, you know, I have scared myself. And again, this is not, you know, supernatural. Literally, I have I have a, I have a coat, a hat stand coat rack in, in my room where I put, like, my, my uh, bathrobe and I put, you know, the 
it's quite frankly, I have so many hats. Scott has no place to put anything of his own there. Um, and, uh, and I have woken up in the middle of the night to see sort of a shadow of a person because, you know, it's like a hat <laughs> and freaked out at the hat rack. So, I mean, I, I don't really need any help uh, from you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Okay, you got to watch more horror movies, there, kid. <laughs> or, or, I mean, I, uh, I definitely see. Here's the, this is the problem with being a cinephile and being a wuss. Like, it's actually, it, it actually really actually sucks. Like, I, I am working. I'm getting much better, and I, I, I'm like broadening my like what I can watch because I, like, a movie's a movie is a movie. Like, a phenomenal movie can be any genre, and I, I deal with this mm -hmm. a lot with writing. You know, science fiction, fantasy, with for my my kids' books and stuff. It's like. No, anything. If it's done well, it's done well, guys. It doesn't matter. Um, and I know horror and speculative doesn't necessarily get as much respect as it deserves. Oh my God, sorry, I'm ten going on ten this year. But Jamie Lee Curtis winning the Oscar and talking about just being this genre queen, like this, like never expecting that she as an actress would ever win an Oscar because she does horror, she does action, she doesn't, you know, even everything, everywhere, all at once is an action-packed, right, kind of movie. And I just, I don't know, I got really, really moved because it's true. We, you, the respect is really weird when it comes to genre stuff. So I want to be able to watch more. I'm very pleased I, I can watch The Thing and The Shining and all these amazing classics. And I'm still working my way and I will get better. <laughs> Mostly You'll get there. I will. I, I, Scott, Scott will make sure of it. I know. Oh, I'm working on it. We're, yeah. we're making our way. Yeah. We just did the entire history of zombie films, starting mm -hmm. with Romero all the way up 20 wow. Days Later, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, we did, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Kingdom yet, the Korean series. Oh, do you guys wow. know Kingdom? I'm not familiar with that one. Do oh, yourself okay. a favor and check it out. It's, it's a high budget Game of Thrones budget level show, but what if the zombie apocalypse happened in medieval Korea? And they just really? play it completely oh, okay. straight, and it's fantastic. It's beautiful. I'll have to, it's I'll have and to it's, check that out. And it's very at the time. I'm not sure anymore because it was maybe four-ish years old. It's not that old. Um, by the time, it was the most expensive production that South Korea had had made. Most expensive show. And also, it's it's very much. It's not. It's it, sometimes some of the dramas can lean K drama. You know what I mean? Like some of the yeah, period yeah. pieces. This one doesn't. It's real, and it's and and the lore with the zombie stuff. Is is excellent. Anyways, we recommend. There are two seasons. I hope there was. What, I mean, what was the name of it? Kingdom. Kingdom. Which is awkward because there are so many things with Kingdom as a, as a title. The right. Kingdom, or the, you know, but just Kingdom, and it should be on Netflix, right? Scott? Oh, okay, that's even so. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to check that out because yeah. that's right up my alley. Medieval right. and zombies. Yeah, yeah right. right. And just the the costuming as well, and just yeah, it's. Uh, because you're like always, oh, it's like that costume looks really hard to wear. I really, look, that's gotta be historically accurate because that's <laughs> so impractical. <laughs> wow. So, um, but on that note, we only have a couple more seconds with these amazing guests. There's been a ton of comments. So, and Jeff already asked his last question, so I'm just gonna skip right by him. I'm gonna do the Leo question for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, since, since our famous leader isn't here, Leo, um, beyond making films and stuff what do you guys really geek out about like uh leo always brings up the guy that uh 
something with it, ships in a bottle. He, or in, he, no, he investigates uh, sunken ships. Oh, sunken ships. That's anything it. to do with sunken, like actual <laughs> vessels that had sunk. The guy like right. geeks out over over that type of history. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm a huge nerd. Uh, if you couldn't tell, uh, I I love Warhammer. Uh, Henry Cavill. I hope oh, you no make a series for Amazon, man. I'm I'm so looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I, I'm a gamer. I, I love to read, uh, but mostly I'm a cinephile. Like I am. I, I like as much as I love making movies, I love watching movies. Like I just love finding new uh, stories to watch. Like it's 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 my joy. What's been the best movie of 2023 so far? Oh, that's a tough one. Oh God, the oh, devil comes at night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I think I've heard of that one. Yeah. How how dare you even ask? <laughs> Check it out on VOD. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and I totally missed all of that tonight. But you can find all of their great links and the links to the VOD coming up in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. So it is in the show notes that Leo probably would have mentioned five or six times by yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're bad about yeah. This. Every time you ask him, yeah, right. So um, <laughs> now, um, same question to Adrian. Oh, I wasn't sure we were. Um, I was like, um, where were we? Well, I'm definitely okay. So I, um, when I was uh, doing theater, and Scott and I both studied acting and theater and in university, and said I, I really wanted to double major with art history. So I. I, I went to an art school my whole life. I, I'm pretty decent at all the things, but I'm so terrible at drawing and and making like pretty pictures. So I think I just admire people who can. So I'm kind of obsessed with art and I have mostly prints, a few originals, but like mostly prints because that's what I can afford. Um, mm -hmm. the walls. And art history, I took a ton of art history classes in university and my mom actually, my parents were both uh, high school English teachers. They've now since retired, but my mom still works at the Art Gallery of Ontario as a docent, you know, taking tours. So we get to go for free to all the special exhibits. Nice. So I'm really, really into that. Um, but I will say, uh, to, to, say, to add on to what Scott said, yes, I too am a cinephile. We bonded when we were just friends in that show that Todd, who plays Ted, you know, got us. <laughs> we, we would lend each other movies. I never returned them. Um, he was very good <laughs> at returning them. Actually, when he, when he moved in, we actually made a point of watching one of the movies that I never watched that I had borrowed oh, so many years ago as our, like, we have moved in together movie. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I tell people with this story is, a, a, it's very low budget indie and part of it, uh, the funding came from our honeymoon money. We got married in 2019. We were supposed to go to the UK because he's got family there. I've got friends there because they studied there, right? And then what happened in 2020? Um, mm -hmm. We couldn't travel anywhere. And so we both were like, hey, well, you want to use that money to make a movie? Yes, I would. So I think you know that like we were meant to be, we were two little cinephiles who used our honeymoon money instead to make a movie. So we definitely like movies. I mean, what better honeymoon than going to the woods and throwing <laughs> blood at each other? Yeah. Right? Right. Doesn't get better than that. See, now I think you just married her to get your movies back. <laughs> yeah, right? He's <laughs> like, you know, she's got a lot of money in movies of mine. I just went, I swear to God, she was more excited about the movies I brought when I moved in than when I than me. She's like, "Oh, you're <laughs> you were packing." Oh, I'm like, "Oh, I'm so glad you got it." Oh. What DVDs do you have here? What Blu-rays? Social media, especially we're learning in the last couple months. You need to have if you got something you love, you should own it because the streamers they don't they don't care. They're gonna pull it. They're gonna you know 
get a hard copy of the things you love. Anyway, it was very exciting to like put it on the shelves. <laughs> Here, let me alphabetize these for you. <laughs> well, I, it's, it's more by uh, genre, but yes. <laughs> genre. So uh, last question, Jeff. Um, yeah. You mentioned that you kind of geek out about art. Who's your favorite artist? Uh, um, I'll do the, the one that I would like, this was sort of, I was introduced to him in university and it just sort of informed so much of what I love. So, uh, uh Toulouse Lautrec, who, uh, who, who was, who painted, you know, he was sort of a contemporary of Degas and, and, and those artists who were all painting sort of these weird sort of depressing slice of life. Like Degas has a very famous painting of this woman with this glass of absinthe looking just absolutely, she should not be having another glass of absinthe. Um, and so it's, it's like, but he would paint, instead of painting like the upper class and like uh, Lautrec, but especially did, you know, prostitutes and dancers and the people who came to Moulin Rouge, who was played, oh my gosh, the actor in Moulin Rouge that played him. Scott, help me out here. Uh, sorry, are you talking about uh, the, the... Oh God, uh, well you you Google why. <laughs> talking about oh, Louis sorry, John Luizamo. John Lu yeah, Luizamo uh, uh, played him in Moulin Rouge, right? But he also did posters. Uh, for various venues, so in, in like for you know the Moulin Rouge, um, and his poster art, I just really, really got into that two-dimensionality, like I, I that flatness, and I'm just sort of really, I'm really into that. I think I've always been really, I, I like everything, I, I am, I, I, I can't help it, um, but I really like um, the the flatness of that sort of style of art. Uh, okay. So you got you you got you have a lot of wall space in your house then, right? So I don't have a ton of wall space, but I like to decorate like I'm uh like a turn of the century, like nineteenth uh century gentleman in an estate in the country in England. So my like our walls are like from floor to ceiling with paintings and pictures and <laughs> uh, the living room is a dark, dark red. Um, and it's, oh, you know what I decorate, what was, and this is why I also, I knew, uh, we, we were meant to be, cause Scott really, the first time he ever saw what I, how I decorate, he was like, yes. Have you ever seen, uh, Del Toro's, uh, Bleak House, uh, exhibit? He, he tours it, uh, but it's also a real house that he has down the street from his actual health house. I'm so jealous. So he, he has, um, uh, matte paintings. He's got cell, like Disney cells. He's got, um, props. He's got. All from all film history, but all sort of in his wheelhouse. So all with that horror bent. And, you know, and, and so he loves Toronto. He films a lot in Toronto and around, you know, Shape of Water, Crimson Peak. It's all filmed around here. Um, and so the AGO, bring my mummy back into it, um, did an exhibit that was sort of recreating his second house that he calls Bleak House um, with all of these props and stuff that he brought um, from that house. And... Um, Oh. And uh, Scott's a massive, I mean, who isn't a massive Del Toro fan? But you're a massive Del Toro fan. I'm a massive like art fan. So uh, we, we went to see that. And, and this time I cried, but this time in awe and not from fear. It was so cool. <laughs> like his stuff. That is how I would like to be able to decorate. Um, yeah, to, still... to paraphrase Hank Green, it's like <laughs> I want to feel like a wizard who has decorated his house with the trophies of my many weird adventures. Yes. Like, Yes. I liked that quote and I was like, yes, that, that is appropriate. You need one of those, um, I'll call it a, a poster carousel. Like they have like expensive gifts. Okay. They have two of them open. But Are you familiar? Yeah, no, no. Okay, so what you're saying, right, is for this is the art history nerd coming in, geeking out like we were talking about. 
There's a place in London at a museum called uh, Sir John Soane's Museum, and John Soane uh, was an architect. He did the the, the British uh, Bank. Uh, he did he did did a, whole, uh, a ton of stuff. I've got so much geeky stuff, but I know you we, we have to go. Um, but his home that he is very contemporary for the time of, of when he he was uh, he actually lived, which was I think oh I think the something hundreds. Oh now I'm, I'm I'm blanking on everything. He has, you know, he did the grand tour, which means you steal a bunch of things from other countries and you bring it back, right? So he's got like <laughs> this courtyard into like with like a covered courtyard with like, you know, an, a soft, like sarcophagus all the way up to like the Romans. He's got all this art, but to the your carousel thing that you were saying, he's got this one room of painting. So Hogarth and Turner that he's collected. And there's this one, the walls, they go all the way, like really high, right? This is oldie timey architecture, right? It's so really high ceilings. The whole wall moves like a freaking like poster carousel. And then there's another, and these are paintings, right? So they're, they're thick and they're big and they're heavy. A whole other wall of Turner and other stuff. And like three that you can go in until like it opens this amazing hole and you can look down into like the downstairs area. But he literally has that. And that is what I, cool. I literally want that. It's incredible. You guys go. And all these museums are free. Well, not all, but a lot of them in London are free. So if you go, Sir Johnson's Museum, highly recommend. The and you heard that here first, folks. <laughs> Check it out. You, you heard it here. That's where you need to go. Yep. After right. after you go. After you watch, watch the movie. The devil watch the movie. After you watch the devil at night. If you watch The Devil Comes at Night enough times, yes. we all can go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Guys. Trip to London on us. We can get their honeymoon money back for them. Yes. And then right? we can go to London finally. Yeah. yeah. So we do have to let these fine actors and actresses and writers and producers and authors and wow, just everything. Do have to let them go very soon. So... I'm going to uh, do what Leo usually does and go like uh, this. Cha-cha! Hey, you can catch me every Tuesday on uh, Splash Pages at 7 o'clock on YouTube and Facebook as well, or 8 o'clock, sorry. And every <laughs> Wednesday night at 9 o'clock, I'm on uh, the Midweek Geeks. And that's also on YouTube and Facebook and which are all part of the Dorkening Podcast Network, which has over 40 different shows. You should check them all out. Very cool. Very cool. So, uh, Scott, where do you like interacting with your fans? Uh, you can find me uh, on most social media uh, at Scott Lever7. Um, yeah, Twitter, uh, Instagram. I just joined up actually. So, come check it out. Okay. <laughs> Those are in the show notes, folks, just in case. <laughs> Adrian, where um, do you yeah. like? Oh, well, uh, sorry. I did, yeah, any, uh, anywhere that sort of you can find Adrian Cress. I think my name is spelt uh, reverse Mary. There we go. Um, uh, so Twitter, Instagram. I am on TikTok, but I, I, I really just use it to watch other people's TikToks. And I have a website, cress.com. Right. Um, yeah. And I have books. That's right. We didn't even talk about our books, folks, but hey, it's in the show notes. Go check them out for you sure. You said books. Right? Oh, hey, look at that cool light thing over her shoulder. The devil? Yeah, it, that's from the movie, right? I think she yeah, froze. That is from the movie. Yeah. Oh, there she is. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a was that a Christmas or a birthday present, Scott, for you? I forget. 
Oh, that's wicked that cool. Yeah, a Christmas present. Cool. Nice. Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah, don't look me up. No, you go to stilltoken.com. <laughs> you'll find out everything you need to know about us, where we're going to be, and Token with the Dead on Facebook. I also am on TikTok just to watch other people's stuff, <laughs> mostly, uh, because I don't do videos. I suck at it. Uh, I do want to say, if you want to come see us, we will be out in Greenfield this coming weekend uh, at the Grumpy Cup. I'm not the grumpy one, mm -hmm. uh, but we will be there Saturday and Sunday at the Grumpy Cup. We'll have our new novel with us that just came out a month ago. Uh, so come on out. Check it out. There'll be a whole ton of vendors. It's a barbecue competition. It's a car show. It's a comedy show. There's all kinds of shit going down that weekend. So we will see you out there. Wow. Oh, I guess I got to do this. Oh, it, like, in me. Ah, no. Like Jeff said, uh, stilltoking.com. You can find out everything you want to know about us from, like he said, the new novel that just came out to the comic books, to the TV series, to potentially an animation. I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff going on. We just never know where it's going to go. But we do want to thank Adrian and Scott for coming and hanging out with us tonight. Um, I just ask you guys to hang tight till the show closes so that it can record off. Um, but to all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do so people like us can do what we do. Stay safe. We'll see you. We're out of here. Peace. Bye. All right. Now, now I got to find the right button. See, Leo, you can yell at me. I, I definitely going to Watch this up. the movie.